hour of talking collegiate athletics, and it is changing oh, yeah. drastically by the day. I guess first things first, let's start. Congratulations on the extension. You're going to be in Ruston a little while longer. Yeah, you know what? You know, you always we always tell student athletes you're playing for the second contract. Right? Sure, <laughs> and so right, it's not not that everybody can get the first one, but I, I do feel blessed. I'm 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 glad Dr. Geis uh, feels like I you know I can at least continue to lead this moving forward, and so my family and I are feeling awesome. Man. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. This October, I believe, will be three years on the job. Yep. Uh, what's maybe the biggest lesson you've learned in that time frame? Things don't happen as fast as I want them to. You know, we've got you know you 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 think. You know, whether it's a capital project that's got to go through all the state processes and all of that, or your, your funding doesn't come in as quickly as you want to. So just, just trying to be patient and, and trying to, to balance a little uh, personal life in there. I've been going hard, and, and uh, so I think, I think that was probably the biggest lesson. You know, you, you mentioned uh, personal life, and I know the, the guy who's in with you, our buddy Kane, it's got to be Kane. Always good to have him yeah. in studio as well. Um, there used to be off seasons yeah. when you're in your line of work. There is no off season anymore. How do you balance family time, which is the most important thing, with a job that really doesn't give you any off time? You're right. I mean, I, I learned from a mentor here that you know we talked about work life balance, and he just reminded me that 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 doesn't exist. It has to be work life integration. And by, by that, it means I've got to take my kids and my wife on a few of these trips. I took my family to the WNIT. I took them to the bowling NCA regional. I take them to road trips. It's the only way I can spend some time with them um, and, and still be doing the job, you know. And so, you know what? Listen, 90 percent of the time, I can't believe I get paid to do this. Right. I, I would have been at many of these events anyway. It's the other it's the other uh, five, five percent where it's just an absolute grind. You got to make tough decisions in this job. Yep. There, there's always constant obstacles. You got to deal with on the field stuff and off the field or court stuff. Any situation since you've been here, you wish you could have handled differently. Oh boy, any situation I wish I could have handled differently. I... The answer could be no. Well, I mean, I I want to be truthful with our yeah. our listeners, our fans. I, I like to operate with full transparency. I mean. Man, I I feel like we've, I think I've been pretty methodical. I feel like we've you know conversed with with key stakeholders before any major decisions. So I I hope that doesn't come off as pompous. I, but I, I really want to be transparent with our our fan base. But I, I feel like we've been methodical in what we've done. I'm sure all three of us have about 50 questions. I promise. I got one more, and then I'll let these guys start hammering some stuff yeah. in. But um. Eric, I think it says a lot about a person when they do things when nobody's watching. And I've seen you at sporting events try to talk and shake hands with as many people as possible. But I've also seen you in empty stadiums, picking up trash and drying off seats after bad weather. Where does that mindset come from? I I, I really I, – I feel like I'm, I don't belong. <laughs> you know, I feel like – I'm I'm extremely blessed to be one of 132, 135 FBS athletic directors. I'm 46 years old. It had been a lifelong dream to get to the chair, and so I just feel honored. I I, I can't believe that I was given the chance, right? And so I say that to say I, I just try to be a servant, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, people are using their discretionary dollars. You have times like this where you get 28 wins after hosting a regional and getting 40-plus wins, and you hope that you're the same person regardless of what's going on there. That's that's my goal. 
I want my kids to see it. I want my wife to be proud of, of who's leading this place. And so, um, yeah, it's just what I, I'm just I'm just feeling blessed, and when you feel blessed, you do those those things. Uh, you're very visible at the athletic events, as Fox mentioned. I just question, like, what at this point you mentioned the regional. What do you feel has been the pinnacle or more enjoyable, most memorable moment since you've been the AD? Man, uh, the 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 cool parts are getting invited to Steel Netterville's wedding, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I've got an invitation from uh, from Big Finch too, right? And I and I'm, I'm smiling when I say that because, you know, ha- joy is a consistent thing, right? Happiness comes with ups and downs, right? You you win a conference championship, the next day there's a new issue, and so I'm trying to experience the joy during my time here. When you have an impact on your student athletes like that, and they feel compelled to invite you to one of the best days of their lives. That's the pinnacle of it, that you're doing it the right way, that your kids feel like you're invested in them. The kids, the student athletes are invested in them. And so, you know, that, that those opportunities are awesome. Uh, when, they, when, they, when they see me on, at a tailgate and they say, I want to introduce you to my parents, you know, uh, th- those are the times where I'm really pumped up. If, if, you know, if you think, if you're talking about athletically, man, winning that, conf- that baseball conference championship, honestly, when, when we win the West, won the West Division with the, with the ladies, with Lady Texters, when we cut down the, the net at Eric Conkle's house uh, with the mm-hmm. men, those are the athletic moments are, are pretty cool, you know. But, but really when you get those invitations and those, those off-the-field things, those are awesome. You, you mentioned the methodical approach and how sometimes things take a little bit longer as far as that yeah. to play out. And you mentioned briefly about, you know, you only win 28 games this year in baseball, and obviously basketball struggled a little bit, football struggled a bit. From the AD chair, in a year like we've kind of seen play out the last, what, nine, ten months, how, yeah. how difficult is it that for you and kind of what's your approach to that as far as not wanting to jump too far ahead and kind of just trust the process and let it play out? Oh, no, you're right, man. I'm a – stinking competitor man i mean that's you know we talk about culture class and competitive excellence and competitive excellence means no moral victories did we win the thing or not Mm -hmm. right they keep score for a reason we're not an intramural program now when you're sitting in the ad chair bc i'm i don't know man coming out of this year i still just feel like we have the right people in the right seat on the bus and I'll be honest, like it felt, it feels odd. Like I don't yeah. want any of our listeners, our fan base to think I'm happy yeah. or there's a moral victory and, and I'm just pie in the sky guy. I just feel like pe- we are doing, we're building it right the right way. Yeah. Um, and we have the right people leading our programs and our, on our administrative staff. And uh, that, that's the culture. I mean, our coaches are supporting each other organically, texting each other, showing up at each other's events. Um, Is that part yeah. normal? You, as you, far as the coaches' camaraderie with one another, you hope it is. Mm-hmm. I really feel like I've been you, you, you've been at places where they are just in their silo. And these days, right, particularly when you get to the Power Five level, man, there you don't you may not see them. The baseball mm-hmm. coach's office mm-hmm. is at the baseball office. The football coach's office is in the stadium, and everybody's separated. But I feel like we've built a culture here where at some point they realize, hey, I've got to step out and support the tennis. It's right next to my building. Yeah. I want and, and, and Sonny will do that and Talvin will do that and Brookstore will do that and Lane will do that. And so, I, I, man, I'm, it's been pretty organic here, but I also feel like it's the culture of the entire department to do that. I, I'm saying this kind of joking. I, I didn't have this written down. It just hit me. But I remember your press conference vividly inside the, 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 the new facility yep. at Tech and. 
you're sitting down or you're giving your press cards and above you is every sitting coach. It reminded me of Gladiator. <laughs> Everybody looking down from the Coliseum. Was that intimidating to look up and be like, well, look at all these people looking at me. I'm, the, I'm their boss. I mean, I just – that was a surreal sight for me. No, it's it, – you know, I was looking up. That was the middle of COVID. We were yeah, all separated, yeah. right? The, the, the part that I have to remember is that they didn't choose me. Yeah. Right? I chose them. Um, the search committee chose me, and they didn't all get to weigh in on that. So you can come in one of two ways. You can come in waving your heavy stick, and this is how I'm going to do it, or you can get their feedback and, and, and listen and, and figure out you know, where I can use my skill set to move this entire department forward. So it was, I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. You just cool. look around. There's a bunch of people yeah, just staring at you. But I also just, knew I had a lot of yeah. trust to gain with them. Um, you look around Joe Stadium, you look at all the facilities, and – there's always constant work being done. What's the latest on all the facility projects? Yeah, we've got this uh, north end zone project going. Uh, we've got to get uh, Champions Plaza still in on pace to uh, to have that unveiling on August 25th, 26th. We, you know, it's going to either be the day before uh, the, the the football game, and that'll be the most likely date. Game days are crazy, uh, so we'll do Champions Plaza. We're still on pace for the uh, for the academic center. We're hoping for a fall. I say hoping, just you know what construction goes, but a fall 25 opening there. Um, we're looking to on the press box to have just some recognize our national championship teams and our Hall of Famers up there, and so uh, just some new some new decoration there on the press box. Um, trying to think what else we, we're trying to we, we want to do something every year that continues to move forward if you remember last year we pressure washed the stadium we painted the blue chip paint was coming off uh we, you know the video boards coming down we just we want this to look like a professional operation bc's been at practice and seen me you know, looking at our fence, I never in my life, guys, thought in 24 years I'd be excited about a fence. And I know <laughs> you're getting old. I man. mean, yeah. I, I know you're right. And I know some people and some of our listeners are going, oh, fence, that's a ridiculous amount. Really, I view our coaches like professors, yeah. right? And people are walking through their quote unquote their classroom. Right. We want it open to the public, but having a fence, professionalizing that look and then just for the um, the, the, the aesthetics of coming down Tech Drive and having a nice fence around our athletics village. Uh, I never thought I'd be that excited, but the Jim Mize entrance, we got things moving, guys. And uh, and I, that's the momentum I want to share. You know, the, the movement, and you're right, it really has a great aesthetics to it when you visit Louisiana Tech. But now you look at the challenges of facing that. I know we're going to be up against a break, but what have you found to be some of the bigger challenges at uh, with all of this and the growth that you have, biggest challenges you're facing right now? Well, I always thought as an AD, you know, your, your biggest challenge is like, you know, what, what projects can you, what capital projects can you get built, right? Every AD wants their legacy to be that I want whatever impacts our student athlete experience best the, the the challenge at this point is do you continue to invest in facilities when we've got NIL and we've got this transfer portal I know we're coming up on a break yeah. I'll say this the transfer portal by itself is is fine to me it's also it's the combination of NIL at the same time that we've got a problem we're definitely going to talk transfer portal and NIL because we talk about it every single day every so day we'll do that me too we'll let BC lead off when we come back here in the company it's our sit down with Louisiana Tech AD Eric Wood here on Sports Talk 97.7 back after this 1835 Southern Loop in Shreveport You'll hear everything here from trash talk to an all-out four-alarm dumpster fire. 
Sports Talk 97.7. Well, it's our roundtable on Louisiana Tech and NCAA Collegiate Athletics with Dr. Eric Wood, the uh, athletic director for the Bulldogs and Texas BC. I'll let you fire the first salvo. Yeah, we touched on it briefly before the break about NIL versus, you know, the facility arms race, and you, we've seen a bunch of different discussions across the country. As far as NIL goes, obviously it's a challenge, especially at the G5 level. Is that something that you hear a lot from your student athletes in regards to that? And kind of what's your approach to that from the athletic director's chair yeah you know I don't I don't get it directly because I'm not on the recruiting trail right and so I have to rely heavily on our coaches and what I've always promised them is that I'll uh, we will keep you in the game it may look different than it does at LSU it may look different than it does at a power five but we want to be and will be in the game in a scaled capacity you know, in some capacity. So that's so I don't hear it directly. It's not like uh, student athletes are through the hallway going, hey, Doc, I need more NIL deals, right? But what we did was we're trying to prepare them with the things like Open Doors, our marketplace, yeah. with Influencer to make sure they get the pictures they need for their brand, you know, to, to impact their brand. We're trying to put those things in place. So, to, so to, I'll to add on to that. NIL versus cost of attendance. How do those two differ Ooh, as question. far as priorities go? I mean, obviously, cost of attendance from a university side, whereas NIL is not. But how do you kind of yeah decide i guess is the best way to describe it you know what the main priority is from a fan perspective if they're like hey i'd like to give to this but you know we don't give that cost of attendance enough or you know right and they don't know the whole story but you know how do you dissect that yeah you know the cost of attendance you, has you, it died off no it has not okay. died off right we want to get to a point where we're where we're providing the full amount um but we're in the game yeah and that that's the first step you know the other part that so NIL, that's the sexy, yeah. <laughs> that's the sexy thing. That's what's yeah. attractive to our recruits on the trail. The ironic part, BC, is that Austin money is probably better. If y'all haven't heard about the the Austin money, right? The, the, you know there was a class action suit, um, and that allows institutions to pay up to fifty nine hundred dollars towards educational expenses mm-hmm. on top of. Uh, cost of attendance, mm. right? On top of some of these things. And so we're not there. Yeah. And so, but NIL is what the kids are asking for on the recruiting trail. And right? it is, is a lot of that due to like these kids that are entering college now. That's all they know. That's all they know. Okay. That's and so how, know. How, how have you guys implemented the I Society in relation to that? Does the I Society relate to NIL? It, you know, the I Society was our response and I know this is going to fire up a lot of people, but it's our response to not getting a student fee, right? It was, are we going to sit back or are we going to get on offense? I don't want to be the athletic director or the athletic department that sits there and says, woe is me, the students on campus didn't give us a fee. We said we're going on offense, and that was the first thing we did. So the IA Society really is a five-year contribution, and you can direct it towards a sport or to the project, or you can say it's AD discretionary, but it helps us in having some more funds to get these projects done and to keep our department moving. Okay, so now just to dissect that, the Austin money that you talked about, Mm -hmm. that is for educational expenses, so they can't buy a hamburger. All right, then you look at the IA Society. Could You said it could be designated for a sport. Could the sport then use that or NIL, or since it's university-related, that can't be used for NIL? Well, let me, so Austin money, 
the the amount was based off educational expenses. The kids can use it how they see fit. Okay. Okay. So that's number one. NIL money has to come from outside the athletics department. Yeah. Okay. So outside, do you see a lot of this. A lot was made about Texas A and M and Jimbo right. Fisher, and you have these collectives, right. collectives all over the Power Five. Are there NIL collectives operating at Louisiana Tech as we speak? We have. We are in the process here of creating that. Um, and when I have more information, I'll be happy to come back on your show and tell you. But we, we, are, we are in the, the grassroots right here of trying to get a 501c3 so that our, our, our programs, uh, our donors could have uh, a tax deduction. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're working through that because the IRS is, is coming out with, with some of All that right. information. Now, for the, oh, for the, them, that three-letter word. For, yeah. the, for the common fan, that like you, you said that you're going to organize it, this has to be done separate from the university because the university cannot go in. Okay, that's correct. Has to be done outside. So you're hoping that you have, uh, you know, a former student athlete or yeah. just an interested fan that that will get that going. So there is some interest. We're having some conversations, and I say we're we don't we don't control it yeah. as the athletic department, but we want to provide guidance. Yeah. Right. We want to have our compliance office, and so that people. You know, as this thing grows, people have a place to contribute and it would do it the right way. Remember, there is no we're asking for Congress to get involved because there's no federal rule on how this can look. However, each state has their own laws that we have to follow as it relates to, relate to these collectives. Eric Wood, our guest here uh, in the Sports Talk 97.7 studio. So the financials from USA Today came out. And uh, I look at the schools across the G5 and the ones who have the big, biggest budgets Almost all of them have those student fees. I know you mentioned you wanted to go on the offensive, which is great, and you've raised a good amount of money in a short amount of time. But can Tech get where they need to be without student fees? Uh, I, I mean, I looked at what James Madison was getting, and it's insane from yeah. student fees. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crucial piece. Um, you know, um, I, I don't know how to tiptoe around that. It's yep. a crucial piece. You know, we've, we've got to have it. Those are reoccurring funds, you know, that you can rely on just from, from a tuition. Um, you know, it's, it's a, you, you hope that at some point our students will feel like, you know, we want to be competitive in that, right? You know, again, we, we, we tout that we're going to be on these national networks. And, and that, that allows us to be ESPN's in 80 million homes. CBS Sports Network is in 65 million homes. We're going to, it gives us a chance for Louisiana Tech to, to be fully branded in a four hour infomercial, right? And so I'm hoping that our students at some point will see that, will see that value. Um, but we need it. There's no doubt. But in the meantime, we're going to just keep doing what we need to do to, to move the department forward. Okay, 